I'm Maya Chupkov, and I'm a woman who stutters. Welcome to Proud Stutter, a show about stuttering and embracing verbal diversity in an effort to change how we talk about it, one conversation at a time. Welcome back to Proud Stutter. I am so thrilled to introduce today's co-host, who also happens to be my fiance, Kyle Smealy. Kyle is a legislative aide for Dean Preston, a San Francisco supervisor. Kyle works on a ton of different policies and issues, including making our housing more affordable, tenants' rights, and supporting our small businesses. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Thanks so much for having me. And our guest today is Priya, a teenager who stutters from Sydney, Australia. She's also a podcaster and has a wonderful Instagram page that is a must follow. Both are called Stutter Conversations. Priya, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mai, for having me. It's exciting. (laughs) Well, I am so excited to have you on. It's been a long time coming. Can you tell us a little bit about your Instagram page and your podcast, Stutter Conversations? Yeah, so um, I had started my Instagram, Stutter Conversation, um, and then it was it was starting to pick up and I was getting a lot of support for it. And then I was on my Stuttering Life's podcast um, and I was with... <laughs> Pedro and we were just talking about um stuttering and all that and then after we had stopped we he was saying that there's no one actually who stutters who's a teenager and has a podcast that stutters and is a teenager and I thought that that's such a cool niche um I never um would have ever thought of 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 starting a podcast because it was something that I was always really scared to talk about um with stuttering um, but I said, that's so cool. And I can talk to teenagers who stutter and I can talk to um, other people who stutter. And I just thought it'd be a really cool um, thing. And also just exploring my confidence well and kind of building up my confidence, something that I really wanted to um, strive for as well. So that was kind of how it started. That's awesome. And how long have you been podcasting and how has the process been for you so far? Um, I think I've been podcasting for maybe four months, five months, right? That, or maybe even longer, actually. Um, no, but it's been really, it's been really exciting. I've been able to meet so many amazing people that I never would have ever thought of ever meeting before starting this. Um, and I've learned so much about other people. Um, and I was just talking to a teenager who started, um, just last week and it was just so amazing to finally be able to talk about, um, being a teenager and stuttering because it's something that is really important right now for me because I never would ever talk to teenagers who stuttered. Um, so it's just been so amazing to just hear everyone's stories and then um, also just exploring and like finding myself and stuttering as well, which has been really cool. Is it easy for you to find teenagers who stutter or do you have to kind of like, how do you go about getting guests on your show um it's it depends I've had a couple of people that asked me if they to be on my podcast which has been really cool um it's been harder to find teenagers because um ev- everyone's going through their own stuttering journey and acceptance is a really big thing 
Um, so I I try to be very careful with how I ask people um, because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or anything. So it's kind of just um, people that I admire and I look up to as well and I um, reach out to them and then people reach out to me as well. It's so cool. But um, it, it's definitely harder to find teenagers who stutter um, and I don't really know that many in Australia as well. Um, so yeah, I've just got to try and branch out a little bit and find out. But yeah, it's hard because everyone's on on different paths as well. Do you find that um, your audience is mainly young folks and young folks from Australia, or is it sort of like all over, all over the map? Um, I don't actually know to be honest. I I kind of just rely on the app that tells me like where everyone is. Um, but I I would say it's it's very different. It's very broad. Um. Um, yeah, I don't actually know, to be honest. Before you appeared on My Stuttering Life, was was that your first experience open up, opening up publicly? And what made you, like, how did that interview happen? Yeah, it was, um, so he approached me after a couple posts that I had made on my Instagram. I had just started um, my podcast, I mean, my Instagram. So I was very new to the whole um, thing and then he had approached me and was saying that like my Instagram was really like cool and he would love to talk to me and I was like like I, I was already kind of at the point where I was like okay I stutter um, I want to be able to help other people um, because there's points in my life where I, I as soon as even bringing up stuttering I would just like have a big breakdown it was really hard for me um, to even talk about it and especially with school and everything it was quite difficult um, but yeah, he approached me and, and then we were kind of just starting to talk about stuttering. Then I was like, oh, this is um, quite cool, like talking about stuttering in this way. I never would have thought of it as a positive thing and something that's actually like been so positive in my life because I always had it. It was always so negative as such. Um, and it was a really hard time. But yeah, he, he kind of approached me and we just started talking about stuttering. And then it, ever since then, it's just kind of been crazy experience <laughs> i absolutely love the content that you share on your instagram page and on your podcast i i noticed i think it was recently you've been sharing around the petition from stama to get more stuttering on a tv and a film can you talk about that petition and what it means to you i i just actually was, was thinking about this because um, stuttering, it affects so many people. I was just looking up yesterday, it was about 70 million people in the world, which is so crazy. Um, but the weird thing is you never see anyone on TV that stutters. You never see anyone on TV shows or movies or stutter. And if, if you do, it's always seen as someone that is shy or is weird or something like that. And especially as a teenager and growing up, and because obviously social media is so big right now, it's it's so I guess crazy not to be able to see anyone that stutters because you can't relate to them you know the whole thing about tv shows and things that you can be like oh that's so cool I want to be that or like you can it's like a relatability thing but seeing people who stutter as like a negative thing that relatability changes because then it's like I relate to someone who is shy or weird um so I think it's so important that we see more people who stutter on TV and it's not also made as a big thing. It's just, oh, okay, this person stutters, so what? And it's not like made as a huge 
big problem, I guess. Um, and it's so important that we see more people who stutter and it's not made into like a story or it's not made into um, this big character. It's just another character happens to have a stutter, that kind of thing. So it's so important that we see more people on um, TV and on the media. And it's also so important for the next generation as well to be able to see people who stutter and they can relate to that as well. Hi there. I wanted to take um, just a moment to share some big news with you around the podcast. Proud Stutter was nominated for a 2023 Ambi Award in the Best DIY Podcast category. So exciting. The Ambies is the biggest podcasting award show in the world. I am just thrilled to see stuttering stories being honored and recognized. My hope is that this nomination leads to more understanding and acceptance of verbal diversities. I will be covering the cost to attend the Ambies in person alongside my parents and season one co-host Cynthia Chin. This is on top of the expenses of continuing working on episodes for season two. It would mean the world if you can help me cover some of my expenses. Would you be able to make a small donation? Any amount counts. Go to proudstutter.com donate to support the show. Also, I want to give a special shout out to our recent supporters. Thank you, Simone Robinson, Alexandra Mosby, Martha Smealy, Terrell Roche, Peter Stein, Jonathan Rice, Dustin Wells, Josh Compton, Mark DeMuth, and Jerry Slaff. All your contributions are incredibly appreciated as Proud Stutter is 100% listener funded. Want to hear your name on the pod too? Support us at proudstutter.com slash donate. So another problematic thing in TV and movies is stuttering being the butt of jokes as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the other thing I was going to say is the thing about stuttering, it's always like, um, like you said, the whole butt of the joke. The joke is usually like, um, oh, I forgot the joke. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it was, did I stutter? It's always just like, they say something and then it's like, oh, did I stutter? You know, it's, it's always that, that thing. And that's always something like that phrase always really annoys me because it's not, a, a stuttering isn't a joke. It's a thing that actually affects a lot of people. Um, and it's a really big thing in a lot of people's lives. So it shouldn't be made as a joke because you can just put everyone else down. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. I have so much to say about this, but but I know this is not my interview. I'm just a ghost, but I have no. Go ahead, Kyle. Cool. Give indulge me in this in this little soliloquy because I think it's actually really germane to what we're talking about now. Um, have you ever seen the movie Billy Madison, Priya? No, I haven't. It's starring Adam Sandler. It's from the '90s. Okay. I, I would say like anybody born between like 1970, 1990, like definitely saw it. It was like a cultural cornerstone for people of that age and and the plot i'll give it really briefly it's it's um the son of like a hotel magnate like coasted his way through life and he realizes when he's like in his 30s he's like i've totally screwed up i want to go through school all over again and he's because he's very rich he's able to do this we're somehow supposed to identify with him and feel sorry for him he's the hero of this okay so um he's going through each grade and he gets to third grade Right. And there's another student there who is attempting to read. Right. 
and he starts to read and he starts to stumble on the word right and he gets to this one word and he he's he goes and then billy madison the main character goes today junior right and that was seen as like a very funny it was portrayed as that right and and it's not just that it's actually like what happens in the scene afterwards that I think is actually really important to like how we understand these things and how we internalize them as folks who don't stutter, right? So right afterwards, the teacher takes him out of the class and she says to him, making fun of a kid who can't read is so wrong. So right there, what are they doing? They're equating the inability, right, with stuttering. So they're saying you can't read because you stuttered, which is so problematic, right? But, But you just don't think about that when you're, watching that but you know i think about this so much yeah. now right and then right after that the teacher who's like around his age it's weird because he's like in the third grade but he's like 30 years old <laughs> he's clearly like in love with the teacher yeah. right and it's like right after that scene where like she starts to fall in love with him. yeah so not only is he like reinforcing this this notion of like equating stuttering with intelligence yeah. But he's also being rewarded. He gets the girl afterwards. And you're like, that's so problematic. There's so much there that like, as a young person watching it, you don't think about those things as like value, right? But it's like, it's exactly for that reason. You're not trying to learn how to live your life, but it's like you're watching this behavior modeled and it becomes internalized, Yeah. right? And so like, I remember we were at a party once and somebody said that line to Maya. Oh my God. And it was like so hurt. Yeah. So like. You know, and it's like, but for him, it was just like, haha, funny moment from a movie I saw. And I think you don't, you, as an, as somebody who, you know, I've learned so much from this podcast, right? Because it's like, it's all these stories of like how, you know, that th- those kind of things can be taught, maybe inadvertently taught to people and then put back on folks who stutter. And it's like so hurtful and so powerful to see, like, to hear your story as somebody who is a young person who's like, you know, using this to find your path in life. And I'm just like, I've known you for like 12 minutes now and I'm just t- totally inspired right now. So, um, <laughs> no. no, but yeah, it is It is such a big problem. And I had something similar to that situation at school as well, where I was in um, a group of my friends. We, w- we were doing a science project and I remember um, I was stuttering on something that I had said and this girl kept, just kept kind of repeating what I was saying and was just like, I forgot what we were talking about. I think it was something to do with space or something to do with science, but... It, it was just like she she just kept repeating and repeating like what, how I stutter and I I at first I didn't really think much of it because I'm just like whatever like I don't really care as such but then I'm looking I'm looking at it back now and I'm I'm thinking about what actually happened and I I genuinely do think that she was making fun of it I don't think it was meant in a rude way I think she was trying to make a joke or something like that but um it is such a common thing that just happens and I think a lot of the time we just kind of brush it off and just like it's fine whatever but. I think looking back at it, it probably was that situation that had happened. But yeah. Why do you think people think that's okay? I think because stuttering isn't something that's talked about. Um, and also because, and I, I I know I have still have the same feelings of like, when I stutter, I probably sound weird. Sometimes like my voice goes a bit high when I stutter or sometimes I sound like I'm hyperventilating or something like that. So it's it's always seen as something that's that's funny. Um, sometimes um I also close my eyes or something like that like that so it's it's always these like little gestures or something that always seem to be funny to people and especially when when, when you're a teenager the your biggest thing at school is just to be accepted by your peers so 
when you're seen making fun of someone or doing something like that, it's, oh, that's so funny. Um, It's going to make everyone else laugh or something like that. But it's just, it's so not the case. It's just hurting someone in that way. And it can affect so many people. Um, And you don't even know someone stutters because everyone's degree of stuttering is different. So it's, they just, I don't understand why people do it. And you being a teenager in an age where it seems like, at least in the States, diversity and disability it is being more normalized now and like talked about and so I'm wondering because for me I don't really hear stuttering in those conversations around diversity equity and inclusion and I'm wondering in your school is there that more openness to talk about disabilities and are there spaces where you feel like you can talk about your stutter? Um, so I don't actually go to school anymore. I'm like kind of homeschooled. But I, I had I went to school like in high school for like four years or three years. Um, but even when I used to have those conversations, I never really brought them up because at that point I just I I I didn't want to talk about stuttering. It was something, and I used to always find ways to kind of subconsciously hide it. Um, and so people never really knew I started because, um, I would, it was just, I kind of would make a joke out of it and it's really bad, but I, I'm kind of like the jokester in the group. I kind of just like make light of situations as, as much as I can, but I never used to, um, talk about stuttering or even stutter in front of my peers because it used to really just make me feel really, really, um, annoyed and angry because I'm like oh I can't believe I stutter it's so annoying everyone talks so normally and I can't say some words sometimes um so I don't think we really had those conversations and even with teachers um I used to talk to all my teachers that I started or I I, I had speech pathologists that, that they used to send um pamphlets and information to teachers and I was told from my speech pathologist that they should come up to me and talk to me about how I would like to be supported in the classroom. But for th- for this three years, I sent all that stuff. I never was um, asked about that. And I, and I think it's something that you sh- it should really be asked because everyone wants to be supported in different ways. Um, so I used to literally have to like email teachers and be like, please don't call on me um, because I have anxiety as well. So if you call on me, it brings my anxiety up and therefore my stuttering goes up higher. And I know in English as well, we used to have to sit in like a big circle and go around and um, read parts of plays or sonnets or narratives or anything like that. And I, I would sit there and count like, okay, it's me next. What am I reading? Um, and I used to tell my teachers, I, I don't want to do that because again, with anxiety and stuttering, it just, it's just not a good mix. Um, and I remember my teacher um, just never really did anything about it and just made me kind of do it and would give me weird looks when I wouldn't do it um, and things and obviously that would make me feel even worse because then I'm like I'm being unfair it's unfair to the kids what if people don't stutter and they don't want to be speaking um, I think that in, in in general you shouldn't call upon people anyway because you never know what people are going through and, and some, some people are just shy and don't want to talk which is totally fine um, but the biggest thing about disability to talk about is the, the disability that, that you can see. The disability that if someone's in a wheelchair or someone um, is like that, then yes, they kind of talk about it. But even then, they don't really talk about it. Um, so I think it's something that is should really be talked about more. 
um because obviously we've got like mental health days and are you okay days and stuff like that which is really really important because mental health is such something that's also really big but i think we should also be talking about disability um as well and not just disability that you can see the disability that you can't see as well some people um and like it's just a whole thing in itself and something that's so important and something that's so big and should be talked about more which just isn't and even at school it's so important because you're teaching kids the basis of life and the basis of life is everyone is different. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that was such a great response. I kind of ranted a little, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, I can just hear the passion that you have for this. And it, and I like everything you're saying. I'm just like, yes <laughs> to everything. <laughs> Priya, was there like a moment or, or like a... Um... Like something you encountered that like changed how you look at your setter? I think the moment I always go back to is I have a cousin. Everyone gets me. I get this really confused if it's my cousin or my uncle, but someone, a relative, um, I he has a, a pretty bad um, or a, a pretty severe stutter. Um, so I had uh, we, we had gone to their house, um, in his house, maybe in year seven, a couple of years ago, three years ago. Um, and so... I, I had just started going back to speech pathology and I was just kind of trying to talk more about stuttering. But he had asked me about st 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 strategies um, that I have with stuttering and I I couldn't even talk about it. It was just as soon as he started talking about stuttering, I just completely lost it. I broke down. I, I was It was just a lot for me to talk about. And I think ever since then, and then I started opening more about up about stuttering. I went back to speech pathology and I started talking about strategies and um, that kind of thing about it. So I don't know if there's one point in my life where I kind of was like um, accepted. I think also after s s starting the page and seeing all the support I've gotten from the page and the podcast is kind of when I realized, oh, it's okay to stutter. And I've met so many different people who stutter um, and like, this is so cool. Um, it was such a negative thing before and now it's such a positive part of my life. Um, so I think just talking more about stuttering um, has been kind of that point in my life. But even then, like, I still sometimes don't want to talk about it. Um, and even with friends and things, I don't want to stutter in front of them. So I don't know. It's I'm still, still working towards it. Yeah, sometimes it feels like a burden to always have to educate people about stuttering. Like usually the most of the time I, I love the opportunities to educate people, but sometimes I'm just like, come on, can't you just know already? Yeah. Like, why do I have to keep telling every new person I meet that I have a stutter and it's like this, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I feel like I sound like a robot sometimes. I have to say the same thing like so many times. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, and it, and because it's it's not even just stuttering. There's there's so many other things that people just need to be educated on as well. So I don't know. Hopefully, with more awareness and things, it starts becoming more of just an everyday thing, and not just um, oh, like this is so cool. I met this person who stutters. Like, you know, yeah. Like one way to spread awareness, which we've talked about before, is getting is working with local governments to get them to recognize stuttering and so I want to ask you about your interest in in that yeah so um in Australia or at least in where I live in Sydney 
it's not really recognized at all. I know in, in Brisbane, which is one of the other states, um, they have like stuttering awareness day is actually recognized there. And I remember seeing photos of buildings go up in green, um, sorry. Um, and it was just, it was more of a recognizable event. Whereas in Sydney, it's not really like I've, I've never seen anyone really talk about stuttering day. It's not seen anywhere. So I think it's a really important thing that it's becoming that it stuttering is getting more recognized um in cities and in states and things because it is such a big thing that affects a lot of people um so yeah yeah and maybe because when I did it here in San Francisco I just I'm I've met so many people in San Francisco sit since then so it might help you meet other people in sydney who also stutter yeah exactly so i'm i'm trying to find people but it is quite hard to find people who stutter in sydney because again it's not a recognizable thing that much um so yeah i think it's more research stuff i have a question for maya oh god okay (laughs) um how do you think your life would be different if you had started proud stutter when you were pre-usate it's hard to answer that because i feel like the timing was really good when I started Proud Stutter. Like I felt like it just, it was time. I think I would have taken more risks in college and I would have done more things because I feel like in college, I didn't do a lot of things that I really wanted to do because of my stutter. And one of those things was doing more public speaking and joining like the debate team or things like that because I feel like if I was just if I embraced my stutter more I could have really stepped into that and um and done a lot of the, the 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 things in college I've always wanted to do but I'm glad I did it when I did it because now it's like better late than never this is but I, I think you're going to see, and I, I'm sure you're already seeing it, Priya, like doors are just going to keep opening for you. Like you're going to do so much. Yeah, I hope. And I think I, I kind of relate to the whole thing of like not doing um, things because I think even when I was at, I was at school, I, did, I, I wanted to join like the debate teams and stuff because um, sometimes I can get kind of spicy <laughs> when it comes to topics. So I think we found that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, at, at that point, I just, I, because I started, I didn't want to do anything, but now I'm kind of starting to open up more about things. And even I had a job interview a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, I have a stutter. <laughs> um, and kind of like what you did as not like, like a, like a tribute thing, but like, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, I was just kind of more open about my stutter. And then I just kind of forgot that I had a stutter and was so focused on the job than I was actually the stutter. Um, and I was like, wow, this is so cool because after talking about it so much and sometimes I feel like I'm talking about it, but I'm not actually doing it in real life. Like I'm talking about being so open about stuttering and to stutter when you feel like it or anything like that. But then I'm still, I'm still talking to people and talking to friends and I'm, I don't want to go up to restaurants and ask for the bill or something just like as simple as that. Um, but after that interview, I kind of realized like oh okay like that's okay and a lot of the time people are just like okay like they they don't really 
care as such. They're kind of just like, yeah, you, you do your own thing, it's fine. But um, I think after that, I was kind of starting to realize um, that it's actually okay. Um, and I wasn't just talking a bunch of stuff and not actually using it. <laughs> so I think something I heard you say earlier, Priya, is like, um, you know, in terms of like media representation, it, you you would love to see a world where there are like stuttering characters and that doesn't define who they are. They, that's just sort of how they communicate. Um, in your life, what what do you do outside of advocating for um, for stuttering awareness? Um, well, I'm I'm in like my senior year, so it's a lot of studying. <laughs> I've got like tutoring after this and like two hours, so lots of studying. Um, but um, my parents actually own a wedding venue, so we're actually I'm I'm helping out with that. Um, I started learning how to DJ, so I'm doing a bit of DJing and stuff because I've got a very musical family. Um, but a a lot of the time it's just watching shows and Netflix and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm kind of just um doing a lot of musical music stuff and yeah. Both of our podcasts, yours, Stutter Conversations, mine, we're proud stutter. We talk a lot about acceptance and pride. And I think that's wonderful. And I think we both can, you know, share in that just because we have reached a point in our journey where we accept our stutter and are proud of it. It's not like that. That's it. Okay. Um, my work like i'm i'm good with my stutter now let's move on no like it's a constant struggle still like i still feel embarrassed sometimes when i stutter in front of people i don't know well i still have those moments of anxiety when i'm public speaking it's just something that is always going to be there but i think you know just accepting my stutter more just releases a lot of the pressure and just makes me go through life in a lighter way yeah and that's really good to hear as well because I I always thought that after you accept it it's just like oh whatever okay it's just like a thing that just happens now but um yeah I, it, it's actually really good to hear that it like it's still that's it, that's okay and that like it doesn't really matter or such like you can kind of just because obviously stuttering has got its days as well sometimes it's good sometimes you can go a whole day without stuttering um, so yeah, I think that's also really important. Where's Priya going to be in five years? <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> thinking what, what I usually say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to become an occupational therapist. So a four year course, I probably I'll still be in uni <laughs> studying, um, occupational therapy, but I don't know, I guess studying it's just it's, for the next couple of years, that's just kind of my life. <laughs> Well, I'm confident you're going to be an amazing occupational therapist. And in the meantime, Pri and I are going to be working so Sydney can get a stuttering awareness week there too. So stay tuned for, for, for that. And that's our show. Thank you both again so much for being here. And that's it for this episode of Proud Stutter. This episode of Proud Stutter was produced and edited by me, Maya Chupkov. Our music was composed by Augusto Denise and our artwork by Mara Ezekiel and Noah Chupkov. If you have an idea or want to be part of a future episode, visit us at www.proudstutter.com. 
And if you like the show, you can leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Want to leave us a voicemail? Check out our show notes for the, the number to call in. More importantly, tell your friends to listen too. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Be proud and be you. Be you.